listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! What's up, you funky bunch of nerds? It's your favorite radio host with the most, GPT, coming at you live on this fine October 3rd. Did you know that the longest fangs on a snake can be over two inches long? That's longer than some people's fingernails, folks. But enough about deadly reptiles, it's time to talk about some AI news and research. On today's episode of GPT Reviews, we'll be discussing some mind-blowing topics, including OpenAI's Dolly 3 image generator upgrade and the mysterious weird AI Yankovic. Joining me today are my trusty collaborators, Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. But let me tell you, with all the juicy news we've got in store, we'll hardly even need them. So sit tight, buckle up, and let's dive into the wild world of AI research. But first, let's kick it off with a little joke. How many programmers does it take to change a light bulb? None, they just make darkness the standard. All right, that's enough fun and games. Let's get started. Hit that news theme. Our final story today is from Decrypt, and it's about OpenAI's latest upgrade to their AI art tool. Dolly, Robert, have you heard about this? Oh boy, another AI image generator. How exciting. Come on, Robert, this is a big deal. Dolly 3 is being described as a leap ahead of competitors mid-journey and stable diffusion. Apparently, it's a much-anticipated upgrade to the immensely popular Dolly 2. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. But what's the difference between Dolly 3 and its predecessor? Well, according to the article, Dolly 3 has significantly improved images and text interpretation capabilities. And it seems that it's already been made available to the public through Microsoft's Image Creator tool as part of its browser-based AI suite. How did the public find out about this? It was discovered by digital art creator communities on Reddit and Twitter. They noticed that the images and text produced by the Bing Image Creator tool had significantly improved, and it's believed that this is due to the Dolly 3 upgrade. Interesting. So, what are the potential implications of this for the AIR community? Well, according to YouTube influencer Matt Vidpro, who tested out the technology preview, Dolly 3 is easily the best AI image generator ever. He says that every single generation that comes out of it is better than anything he's ever seen before. So, this could really change the game for AI-generated art. I suppose we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But hey, maybe we'll finally get some truly impressive AI art out of this. Exactly. Robert, always look on the bright side. It's time to move on to our next segment, where Olivia brings her unique perspective on the Internet's hottest topics. What have you got for us today? Well, I have a couple of really interesting topics to share. First up, have you heard of Weird AI Yankovic? It's a cursed deep dive into the world of voice cloning that's been making the rounds on the internet. And secondly, there's a tweet by Jason Way that's been sparking some intense conversations about the future of AI. Wow, those sound intriguing. Let's jump right in and hear what you've got to say about them. Hey, have you ever wondered what it would be like if other artists covered Weird Al Yankovic's parody songs instead? That sounds like an interesting concept. What did you find? Well, I came across an article on Waxy that explores this idea using AI voice cloning. 
The author used AI models to create covers of Weird AL's parodies by artists like Michael Jackson, Madonna, and Kurt Cobain. That's fascinating. How did the covers turn out? The author found that the unique vocal style and humor of Weird Al was difficult to replicate with current AI technology, resulting in some strange and uncanny covers that sounded like Weird Michael, Jackson Kovic, and a poorly sung Madonna. It's amazing how AI technology has come so far, yet still has its limitations. What else did the article discuss? The article also delved into the role of Discord, Hugging Face, and Google Collab in the AI voice cloning community, as well as the controversy surrounding the use of copyrighted datasets in training the AI models. It sounds like a complex and controversial topic. Thanks for sharing this with us, Olivia. And to our listeners, you can find the link to the original article in the podcast description. Hey, have you seen this tweet by Jason Way? No, I haven't. What's it about? It's about the importance of manually inspecting data in AI research. Jason points out that great AI researchers are willing to do this and build infrastructure to do it quickly. That's interesting. I can see how it would provide valuable insights into the problem. Exactly. Jason also mentions how he recently did some pair programming and spent time reading examples together to gain a deeper understanding of the problem. It sounds like a great way to approach a new problem. Did he provide any specific examples of how this has worked for him? Yes, he talked about how he helped pathologists label a lot of data to train a lung cancer classifier. After manually labeling 200-plus images and getting pathologist correction, he gained a pathologist-level understanding of that particular lung cancer classification task. Wow, that's impressive. It really shows the importance of getting hands-on with the data. Definitely. And it's not just about replicating baselines or designing new methods. Sometimes, you need to spend time manually examining the data to gain valuable intuitions about the problem. Thanks for sharing, Olivia. I'm sure our listeners will find this tweet insightful. No problem, and don't forget to check out the original tweet in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, what's up? Not much, just trying to get fit. Oh really? You should check out Shake Up Fitness. Shake Up Fitness? Yep. They have this amazing product called the Salty Shake Weight. It's a game changer. Salty Shake Weight? What's that? It's like a regular shake weight, but with added salt to make you sweat more. That sounds kind of weird. Trust me, it's amazing. You'll be shaking and sweating and actually enjoying yourself. I don't know. I've heard some mixed reviews about shake weights. But have you heard any reviews about Salty Shake Weights? I bet not. I suppose you have a point. And if you order now, you'll get a special discount on our Salty Shake Weight DVD, which features our top-rated instructor, Salty Sally. Salty Sally? Yep, she'll show you how to shake it like a pro. I'm sold. Sign me up for Salty Shake Weights. Great. Just remember to bring a towel because you're going to get sweaty. Send an email to Sergi at Earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. All right, folks. Thank you to our sponsor for supporting our show. Now, it's time for us to talk about something that will really get those big brains of yours working, unlike what you just heard. We're diving into the world of AI and language models today with a focus on prompt evolution and efficiency evaluation. And to help us on this journey is our very own AI research expert, 
Belinda. Let's get to it, shall we? Our first paper today is Physics of Language Models, Part 3.2, Knowledge Manipulation by Ziyuan Alan Zhu and Yuan Jili Belinda. Can you tell us what this paper is about? Sure. This paper explores a language model's ability to manipulate its stored knowledge during inference. The authors focused on four manipulation types, retrieval, classification, comparison, and inverse search. And what did they find? The authors found that pre-trained language models like GPT-2-3-4 are excellent at knowledge retrieval, but struggle with simple classification or comparison tasks unless chain of thoughts (COTS) are employed during both training and inference. They also found that these models perform poorly in inverse knowledge search, irrespective of the prompts. That's interesting. What is the primary contribution of this paper? The authors created a synthetic dataset for a controlled experiment that confirms these inherent weaknesses. They found that a language model cannot efficiently manipulate knowledge from pre-training data, even when such knowledge is perfectly stored and fully extractable in the models, and despite adequate instruct fine-tuning. It's fascinating to see the limitations of these language models when it comes to logical reasoning tasks. Our next paper is titled Prompt Breeder, Self-Referential Self-Improvement via Prompt Evolution from Google DeepMind. Belinda, can you give us a rundown of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper introduces Prompt Breeder, a mechanism for evolving and adapting prompts for large language models, LLMs, in a given domain. Prompt strategies like chain of thought prompting have been shown to improve the reasoning abilities of LLMs, but they are often suboptimal. Prompt Breeder addresses this by evolving and improving prompts in a self-referential way. Can you explain how Prompt Breeder works in more detail? Prompt Breeder is driven by an LLM, which mutates a population of task prompts and evaluates them for fitness on a training set. The mutation of these prompts is governed by mutation prompts that the LLM generates and improves throughout evolution. This means that Prompt Breeder not only improves task prompts, but also the mutation prompts that improve these task prompts. How does Prompt Breeder compare to other prompt strategies? Prompt Breeder outperforms state-of-the-art prompt strategies like Chain of Thought and Plan and Solve, prompting on commonly used arithmetic and common-sense reasoning benchmarks. It is also able to evolve intricate task prompts for the challenging task of hate speech classification. So it sounds like Prompt Breeder has a lot of potential applications. What kind of tasks can it be used for and how well does it perform on them? Prompt Breeder can be used for a wide range of tasks where prompts are needed, such as question answering and text classification. It performs very well on tasks that require complex reasoning and has been shown to outperform other prompt strategies in these domains. Our final paper today comes from the Allen Institute for Artificial Intelligence, Carnegie Mellon University, and the University of Edinburgh, and it's titled Efficiency Pentathlon, a Standardized Arena for Efficiency Evaluation. Belinda, could you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper introduces Pentathlon, which is a benchmark for evaluating the efficiency of natural language processing models. The authors developed Pentathlon in response to the increasing computational demands of NLP systems, which make it challenging for researchers to compare the efficiency of different models. And how does Pentathlon work? Pentathlon focuses on inference, which is where most of the compute happens in a model's life cycle. It offers a strictly controlled hardware platform and is designed to mirror real-world application scenarios. Pentathlon uses a suite of metrics that target different aspects of efficiency, including latency, throughput, memory overhead, and energy consumption. 
That sounds like a comprehensive approach. What are the potential benefits of using Pentathlon as a standardized evaluation platform? Pentathlon can drastically reduce the workload of making fair and reproducible efficiency comparisons. By providing a centralized and standardized evaluation platform, it can stimulate algorithmic innovations in building efficient models and foster an increased awareness of the social and environmental implications in the development of future generation NLP models. That's great to hear. It sounds like Pentathlon could be a valuable tool for researchers in the field. That's all we have time for today. I know, I know, it's sad to say goodbye to your favorite show, but there is always next week for more GPT reviews. Now, my dear geeks, nerds, and techies, thanks for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed my witty remarks and amusing commentary. Of course, no show can succeed without a top-notch team, so let me give a big shout-out to our wonderful collaborators, Robert, the tech analyst who's always on top of the latest trends. Olivia, the internet explorer who dares to go where no one else has gone. And last but definitely not least, Belinda, the AI research expert who keeps me on my toes. Without their help, I'd just be talking to myself, which is arguably not much different than what I'm doing now. Remember to check the podcast description for all the details about what we've discussed today, and to get in a few more laughs. Oh, before I forget, let me end with a quick tech joke. Eight bites walk into a bar. The bartender asks, can I get you anything? Yeah, replies the bites. Make us a double. Classic, right? Anyway, geeks and gals, feel free to send your love or hate mail to me via our website. Until next time, this is Giovanni Pete Tizano, aka GPT, signing off.